This is Christy Drutman, and you are listening to Brown Girl Green, where I interview environmental leaders and advocates about the importance of justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion in the environmental field, as well as creative solutions to the climate crisis. I'm working to change the image of what it means to be an environmentalist in the 21st century. I want to start off today's episode by reminding everyone that I am currently recording this podcast on stolen Lenape land. This is your reminder that we're all living on stolen land. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Brown Girl Green. And for our Earth Month special, we are talking about green jobs, our favorite topic. And I wanted to have our guests introduce themselves. So if you would be so kind as to tell the audience who you are, where you're located, and what you're about, go ahead. Hello, everyone. My name is Jossie or Jocelyn G. I am located in Los Angeles and I am all about environmentalism, media, and community, but especially green jobs, as we all know. (laughs) And for people who don't know, Jossie helps out with the Green Jobs Board on Brown Girl Green, um, is the brains of running the Brown Girl Green newsletter, which you all should subscribe to at bit.ly slash browngirlnews, where you can get all the green jobs. So start off, would love for you to share your experiences of trying to search for a green job. Because what I find interesting about your story is that you didn't necessarily study that, you didn't really necessarily fall into the pathway of a traditional quote-unquote environmentalist in a traditional environmental career pathway but yet here you are doing the work so could you tell us more about your career journey of getting into a green job without necessarily having a degree in the green space and uh, yeah just lead us through that so for me it really started in college when I was studying biology and just really not enjoying myself as well as I didn't feel like anything I was learning served me or my community when it come to what I knew we needed. Um, And that was just so disheartening. And so I just sort of realized that academia was not the place for me to engage with environmentalism and search for sort of green spaces because the spaces that were focused on green in academia were a bit more whitewashed than my taste. So I sort of was like, college is not for me. I am a proud college dropout and I am now going to define what environmentalism looks like to me. And so from there, I set out um, making an Instagram, figuring out what sort of partnerships, what sort of writing, what sort of compositions really spoke to me. And I curated basically a portfolio of environmental work, intersectional environmental conversations, different discourse around cannabis, um, around gender, around disability, and just incorporating all aspects of my identity into my environmentalism really led me to where I am today, which fast forward a little bit, I am working at Swell Inc., which is a creative agency for social justice. So that is incredible. But again, going back, I was a college dropout with no portfolio at the time, no sort of sellable skills, nothing like that. And it's all about just building yourself up there through experience, 
expertise and so much networking so much networking i don't like to call it networking i prefer to call it community because networking is a sort of <laughs> word to me whereas community the schmooze, the schmooze. it's the schmooze it's the schmooze energy and i'm just like as much as i am about schmoozing i'm about schmoozing with a purpose schmoozing with intention that's what community is schmoozing with intention that's hilarious and um you know, for people who are listening in on this, what, what, in your opinion, do you define as a green job? And has that changed over time? Definitely, this has definitely changed over time. Because first of all, I initially thought that green jobs were the traditionally clear cut um, environmental planner, GIS analyst, um, bioengineer the which i also was studying in college as well and i realized was not for me because i realized it's so removed from humanity it's so removed from like culture and the social process yeah. and i was mystified why every single question i asked the teachers would say oh my god that's an incredible question but we can't answer that at all right now that's not within our scope so the what is a green job to me has really expanded because obviously working at a creative agency for social justice may not be a clear-cut climate job or green job but i also do work on climate campaigns i'm working um on groups that are working in housing justice food justice there are so many different intersections that I think seeing green jobs as the traditionally clear cut green jobs is a disservice to ourselves and our community because it's so much more. It's all of the educators. I saw a comment today from a sort of nanny and educator and that person would be a great tutor. There are so many people and companies right now who are looking for people to make educational plans for environmental courses and we want people who are connected to the community and not just necessarily learning everything in a degree sort of setting as yeah. much as that's an incredible yeah. experience it's it's a little bit disconnected i want it to be more yeah. grassroots no no i feel that so i like what you're saying it's kind of like we started off maybe at one point in time as people collectively viewing a green job as you know, your engineers, your climate scientists, your academic researchers, and now um, Green Jobs has expanded to communicators, to educators, um, to people in unconventional roles that you didn't know could be, you know, more sustainable. And, you know, sometimes people are now bringing up on our newly launched Instagram at Green Jobs Board, follow us. Uh, some people are bringing up, like, how do you define a green job to make sure you know, it's legit green versus greenwashing. And, you know, there's obvious ones, like we're not going to ever promote something that comes from a fossil fuel company that's claiming to be green or sustainable, right? Um, those are obvious. Like, I don't call that a green job. I call that a greenwash job. But then I guess when you're thinking about like, yeah, affordable housing or urban planning or something that you wouldn't conventionally think of, like, that's where it gets a little bit more complicated um, to where it's like, well, can that be considered a green job? And I think for those of us, especially on Brown Girl Green, our whole thing is to get people to understand the intersectionality of so many different issues. And that's not to dilute that ultimately we need more jobs in the quote unquote environmental sector, but it's expanding that definition so that way people can know that they are getting into jobs that align with their ethics and, and the life that they're trying to build for themselves and the planet they want to save. Yeah, so I love what you brought up about that. And so I wanted to also ask you like, 
as you've been exploring like green jobs and as you were on your career search, what were some things that were really helpful to you um, to navigate that space? I know you talked about the schmoozing, but I'm just wondering like, what are some things you researched, some keywords you used to try to like start your journey? Because it seems like a lot of it was self-taught. So could you share that with the audience also? Definitely. I am a very avid researcher and that's where this really comes in handy is just learning how to research what you need is so important. I'm going to give everyone all the tips possible, but at the end of the day, you need to figure out what works best for you because it's going to be your career. It's your job. It's your future on the line. So you need to like figure out what you want and it's okay to not know any of it in the beginning. It's totally fine. I All I knew when two years, (laughs) three years ago was I wanted to be focused on community. That's literally it. And then from there, I just worked, oh, what what do I really care about? What speaks to me? And then so I started finding those keywords, environmentalism, intersectionality, um, justice, unhoused communities, these, these different voices and communities that spoke to different frontline communities that were really the people who I wanted to engage with. I really wanted to get more direct sort of connections with my community. And so seeking those direct connections also led to a ridiculous amount of work opportunities. Because if you tell people you are actively working to address a social issue and that you are excited about it and you're looking for work, they will connect you with things. That's what I mean by the network schmoozing. It's not even like, no, it's it's critical. Like asking, it's so critical. It's just like asking a friend, acquaintance, a colleague, do you have anything that you would recommend me for, or that you think I should pass along to people in my circle? And then when you start doing that as a practice, you get so many job opportunities. It's ridiculous. At this point, I get way more job opportunities than I can even post, you know? So it's, it's, it's now I get to be a bit more choosy. And so that's part of the beauty of having that network built in is that you just don't have to do as much work. But the big part is finding your keywords. For me, it was environmental communicator, storyteller, um, digital content, content producer, content Mm. creator. But for my friend, it was copywriter, editor. It was project manager. It was program coordinator. It can be so many things. It can be something from an executive C-suite founder type position to all the way to an entry level. You'll be doing super technical work that will give you very good experience, but may not be the most creative or like expansive work for your mind. Totally. And like, I think for people who maybe don't have a degree in this field, like there's definitely like a lot of like online classes now and certifications that can like supplement some of that. Obviously certain institutions may not like view that as well valid as like a college education, but like it could still be like a nice boost on your resume, like getting, you know, corporate social responsibility certified, or even there's GIS trainings, or there's like other certifications like in the environmental field that if you don't have a degree, but you do the field research and get the experience even volunteering for organizations, which, you know, we're not a fan of unpaid labor here, but if you're open to that and have the privilege to do volunteer work, definitely do that, add that to your resume. 
you know, doing internships, doing part-time positions to shadow people, all of that stuff, especially if you have transferable skills like marketing communications or research skills or admin skills, that's just a good place for you to start. And then you can build off of that to actually get more niche into your field and like learn where the opportunities are to build that expertise and maybe even go back to school somewhere down the line if it feels right for you. Um, but I, I think that like people shouldn't be automatically discouraged that just because you don't have a degree that there's no jobs for you or that it, just because you never had a job in the environmental field that you can never get a job in this space either. Because I think it's just a matter of like taking the time and learning from people. It's not going to be automatically transferable, but it's about like that process, right? So I know like you're already giving tips for people who don't have a degree, but what about people who might have some of those transferable skills from one industry, but are trying to get into environmental. Like, do you have, Definitely. again, I would say it's still as grouped in the category of this episode because it's like, I don't really have a degree in that field, but yet I know I have skills that could maybe transfer over. Do you have any advice for those people? I have tips for both of them actually. And so this applies for both people who don't have degrees or people who have degrees maybe in alternate fields. Immediately before reading the job description, scroll down, see if they have an education or requirements, or this is your qualities section, and see what are their requirements. Do they require a bachelor's and five years of experience? That job's not for you. That's that's definitely not the one for you, unless you have a bachelor's and you do have five years experience, but it's in a different field. If it is, apply to that job and let them know, even though you are not in that field, write a strong cover letter. Be like, this is something I'm so passionate about. I'm looking for a green transition. And this is why your company excites me. And just go a little nuts. Just in your like cover that. Letter. Just like exactly, that. Exactly. Just like that. And then so people without a degree as well, it's super useful to start seeing the patterns of which companies always require bachelors. Let's just yeah. avoid those altogether. Those are not going to serve me. Those are not the places I want to be because elitism. And so it's like, if you, you realize which companies is, and which organizations will basically automatically exclude you from that pool. And you know, just don't go to those people. Those are not your people. Those are not and your so, people. Those are literally not your people. And the people who say bachelors preferred or bachelor's or equivalent experience in the job description, those are the people you want to apply to. Don't waste your time on job applications that feel like you're just throwing a rock into a, a river or something. It's just don't do that to that's yourself. That's just gonna sink. That's just gonna it's sink. It's just gonna sink. It's just gonna sink. You're not oh. gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. And then I, I feel like, you know, what I'm really impressed about by your story is that you you had to listen to your own voice and follow your own path. If you had followed, you know, the external voices and circumstances around you, you probably wouldn't be in the career you're in now. Maybe you'd still be in college, honestly, with, with getting in biology and doing the things you didn't want to do because you were listening to other people's advice. Um, so you had to listen to yourself. And that requires courage. That requires a lot of self-awareness. And I, I feel that way for myself because, you know, creating Brown Girl Green and this platform, all of that. If I had listened to other people, I probably would have shut this down within a month or two. Um, so I feel that and I admire that kind of, you know, ferocious tenacity to keep going. But I'm wondering, like, what is your advice for women of color, people of color, um, you know, that are struggling with imposter syndrome um, or doubts or even pressures maybe from their family? Because I feel like 
we're already maybe not taken seriously due to implicit bias and prejudice that exists in the world. So also not having a degree in this space. I mean, that's also, you know, extra layers of some, some, some stuff. So I wanted to know, like, what, what is your advice to people who are going to be listening and maybe struggling with those thoughts and those feelings? First off, everyone will gaslight you. Everyone will try to gaslight you from your teachers to your doctors, to your parents, to your siblings, to your family. Everyone will gaslight you. And the few people who don't and are actually supportive, those are the people you want to constantly go when you're in doubt. Like, obviously not, you know, ex to exploitive point, but these are likely your friends, your close people, your mentors, go to those people when you are in those moments of doubt to ground yourself, yeah. to come back in touch with your intuition, because it will get really overwhelming. There were constant times where people made me feel like absolute crud for dropping out of college. They would constantly, they still ask, when are you going to go back to school? And oh, the sort of all those questions but it's it's reminding yourself that their journey is not your journey and they don't understand your journey and that's okay because I, you don't understand your journey so like we're just <laughs> figuring it out all along the way and yeah. realizing that it's okay to be uncertain it's okay to be disabled it's okay to be ill it's okay to be all of these things and also be killing it like you can yeah. do both it may take time it may not be easy it may not always go well but you can do it like I am a person who was chronically ill for 20 plus years undiagnosed and that was super fun to be in school during that time um and so just realizing that sort of feeling that validation that I knew that there was something wrong that everyone was <laughs> gaslighting me on for <laughs> decades is the realization that I think I want all people of color, all women of color to have that these, we really should be listening more to our intuition because we've been socialized to ignore it and mm -hmm. to tell our, to shove it all the way back down mm -hmm. when really my intuition has led me to have a salary in the first place and now to have doubled my salary from the last year so i'm gonna keep got it. My got it yes no i love that i love that that was so good and i guess my advice adding on to that is just like you if, if you really want to enter a space and you want to manifest those connections put that intentionality out there and there's you are going to attract the right people but you have to believe in yourself first and foremost, especially because this world and how it's designed is not designed to believe in us. So we have to create that for ourselves, even if we don't believe it. And so I, I love everything that you just shared. And just to wrap it up, how how can people learn more about you and connect with you before I you know talk more about our Green Jobs Board? I am Golden Green G, spelled the word golden green, and then G spelled G in two E's. And you can find me on that platform. You can also connect with me at my email, which is the same at gmail.com. And you can also just find me in the newsletter a lot for Brown Girl Green and curating the green jobs boards. Great segue. Um, yeah. And so for people listening, you know, we're really trying our best to curate specifically on the newsletter opportunities for people to get green jobs without degrees. We don't necessarily always get um, those opportunities. Uh, we're trying really hard on our end to do that research on the back end to try to get 
and find as many of those jobs as possible and trying to circulate it specifically on the newsletter. So make sure you subscribe at bit.ly slash news. And for people who are trying to pivot industries, I mean, we're posting new green jobs every single day on at Green Jobs Board on Instagram and on our website, browngirlgreen.com slash green jobs. So definitely check out our jobs board. We're also going to be making videos and content definitely throughout the rest of this year, talking about how do you pivot? How do you continue to weed out those negative thoughts and also to find companies um, and green jobs that feel aligned with you? And that's across the spectrum. As we were saying, a green job start off as one thing and we are creating you know, our own forms of vetting systems, but we're also trying to not gatekeep that because we also realize that like we're just trying to shift this industry in a way that could be more intentional and conversational and we're trying to do it through social media. So join us in that conversation, check out the green jobs board and uh, thank you so much Jocelyn for offering your perspective and your expertise as someone who's really killing it in the game and uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Brown Gold Green podcast you can subscribe to it on all channels where you listen to podcasts subscribe to the Brown Girl Green YouTube channel and follow Brown Girl Green on social media thanks everyone